thank you for joining me on Are You Up Babs? Today we're going to look at spiritual growth and I don't know if you ever remember if you grew up in church perhaps there was a church camp or something annual that happened and you can remember that particular person that would have an incredible spiritual breakthrough at that camp but it didn't take long and they went back to their former way of living they went back to that old way of life no matter what they did, they failed to make that spiritual breakthrough a lasting progress in their life. Maybe as you're listening, you even feel like that's your story today. Well, the book of Hebrews addresses the danger of not living up to what we know is true. The author writes to the Christians who are struggling to pursue Christ. So they came to a point where they believed in Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. But now in this journey, they were struggling to continue to pursue Christ with all of their heart, soul, mind and strength. They probably felt the pressure to return to their Jewish faith, especially because they experienced a lot of persecution from their family to do exactly that. The author urges them, as well as us, to continue to follow Christ. You know, if you look at the Bible, when Jesus called his disciples, what did he say? He said, follow me. That moment where we experienced Jesus Christ, we understood what he did for us at the cross. We repented. What did we do? We chose to, like his disciples, follow him. And now the author is urging us to continue in that journey to follow Christ and to pay closer attention to what they had already learned and not to go back to that former way of life, not to go back to that old way of life, to drift away and to go back. And I want us to look at Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 to 14. Listen to what it says. It says in the NLT, it says, There is much more we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. I want to read the exact same passage in the message version because it just puts it in another way, but it's really lovely. It says this, I have a lot to say about this, but it's hard to get it across to you since you've picked up this bad habit of not listening. By this time, you ought to be teachers yourselves. Yet, yeah, I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics on God again. Starting from square one, baby's milk, when you should have been on solid food long ago. Milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's ways. Solid food is for the mature who have some practice in telling right from wrong. Since you've become dull in listening, this was the author's 
problem that we have become dull in listening, spiritually dull, and don't seem to listen anymore. This is what the author was saying. Instead of being teachers, you need to be taught again. We now need to go back to the basics. You need to be taught the basic principles again. Everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature. They have discernment trained by constant practice in distinguishing good from evil. That is the important thing here, that through practice you have distinguished and discerned between good and between evil. Once they had enjoyed spiritual steak, so they went from eating milk, sorry, from drinking milk to eating meat, but now for some reason they've regressed and need to go back to drinking milk. And this was the author's problem. Once they had heard and obeyed and acknowledged Jesus, that was their turning point. They heard, obeyed, and acknowledged Jesus. Now they had become dull in hearing. Biblically speaking, to hear is not just to listen, but also to understand and obey. When you hear, you're not just listening, but as you hear, you are taking it in and understanding, and then even further obeying what you've heard. They had become lazy listeners, dull and sluggish in hearing. The author says that what he wants to teach them is actually hard to explain. Now, he wasn't saying it was hard to explain because he was a bad teacher. He wasn't saying it was hard to explain because his teaching was so deep they wouldn't be able to grasp it. He wasn't saying that the teaching was hard because it was some mystery and only a few would have insight into the understanding. And he certainly wasn't saying that they were intellectually inferior and that's why they wouldn't understand. He was saying you are dull of hearing. You are lazy listeners. You are no longer taking this in to understand it and to obey it. Once their spiritual ears were in tune, but now their spiritual ears were no longer in tune. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 it says, Good news came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. And this is the big thing, that we have to be united in faith, that we have to not be dull listeners, but we have to listen, understand and obey. And he said they were not united by faith. We have to submit all our life to God's word. What does that mean? Maybe you're going, what does that mean to submit all my life to God? You have to know it as you read the word, as you hear. You have to know it. You have to love it. But knowing it and loving it is not enough because you can move away from that. You've got to know it. You've got to love it. You've got to cherish it. You want to hold it close to your heart and then you have to live it. And that's what makes us mature in our faith, that we don't just know it and stop there, that we don't just know it and love it, because that can be momentarily. We don't just know it, love it, and cherish it, but we live it. It becomes who we are as we surrender completely. 
You know, I have children, two children, and I think of my youngest child. When my youngest child began to crawl and then began to walk and then began to speak, we celebrated much. It was such a celebration for her as she had those milestones in her life. But imagine if my older child, who was two years older, began to regress and do those things, we would not have celebrated with the older child. In fact, we would have been quite concerned because we would have realized there was something seriously wrong. She had gone backwards. And this is exactly what it's about. The pathway to Christian maturity isn't just to become a more educated person. Not at all. It's to become a more obedient person. You know, with a child, with a baby, when they drink milk, it's important that they keep the milk down. Many times the milk can come up and now you need to figure out what's causing that so that the milk can stay down so that the baby can benefit and you can sort out the problem of what's causing the milk to come up. What you don't do when the milk comes up is start feeding the baby with steak so that the milk will stay down because the baby is not ready for the steak. What you need to do is to keep the milk down. And this is it. What we need to do is to keep what we already know inside of us. It's that we don't go back and lose it. You see, it's not that we just know it. It's that we cherish it and we live it because we understand it. So how do we mature? We surrender. We turn to God in full dependence. We depend on Him and on Him alone. We turn to God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind and with all of our strength. And we submit our lives to His Word that we would know it, that we would love it, that we would cherish it and that we would live it, that His Word is completely who we are because we've surrendered ourselves completely to him. When we know what Christ did for us and how he died for us, we surrender to him. We come before him in repentance. We know our lives were not up to scratch. We know that we were completely missing the mark in our sin. But when we realize what Jesus Christ did for us, we surrender to him, we repent and we come to know him as Lord and Savior of our lives. It's actually our very first surrender. We surrender to him. But now as we walk this Christian walk of faith, we learn to surrender more and more to him. We've got to learn who we are in him. It is so important that we understand our identity in him. Because if we do not understand who we are in him, we will begin to regress. We have to understand that as he forgave us, we must forgive others. Because if we don't, we will regress. We have to understand that he has made us whole. And as we, we remember, I was broken, but he fixed me. Now, what happens when we break again? Because we do break again. We remember he did fix us. If he fixed us before, he can fix us again. We come before him again. We repent again and we allow him to do that work that he did in us before. And so we become whole. We understand that curses are broken because of the precious blood of Jesus. And so we grow more. We become 
content in who we are. We become content with the life that he's given us. We become thankful to God for what his son has done for us. And we become really grateful people. And in that we grow and we become filled with his Holy Spirit. And that's what it's about. That as we continue the journey, we grow and we grow. It's when we forget those things, when we forget them, that we begin to regress. And then this is what the Bible is saying. You used to be, but now you're on milk. You used to eat meat, but now you're on milk. There's a problem because you should be teaching others. But now we have to go back to the basics and we have to start again and teach you again. God is urging us that that doesn't happen because why? We need to be teaching others. We need to be growing in our faith. And so we need to remember, as we read his word, we take it in, we understand it, we love it, we pursue it and cherish it and we live it. It becomes exactly who we are. And so my prayer is today that you would be encouraged in your walk, in your journey. Maybe you've realized, hey, I've regressed. I've regressed in the fact that I have forgotten who I am in him. Maybe you're going, hey, I have unforgiveness towards people. I have forgotten how much God has forgiven me. I have all these offenses and unforgiveness. I want to encourage you. Unforgiveness will destroy you. Let it go and allow him to do his phenomenal work inside of us so that why we can teach others. Amen. Can we grow together? Can we allow the Lord to continue his phenomenal work in our lives? What Jesus did was for us to become who we are in him so that we can actually teach others. That's what he wants. And we cannot teach others when we go back to drinking milk. So today we're putting down the bottle of milk. Yes. And we're going to start eating meat again. We're going to pursue Christ and we're going to live and surrender completely to him. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. We thank you and praise you for the power of your word, that as we read it, we have understanding. And Father, that we desire to become who Jesus Christ died for us to become. Father, we want to be on meat, spiritual meat, not on milk. We ask you, Father, that we would grow, that we would not regress. Forgive us for where we have gone backwards. Help us right now to not be dull in our hearing, but as we have listened, to go, hey, I need to fix this. I need to come before the Lord and fix this thing in my life. And Father, as we come before you and as we repent, we pray that and thank you that your Holy Spirit will do a work inside of us that we will again reach that place of, of maturity, that we can minister to others, we can teach others and we can help them grow in their faith as you have helped us. We thank you for this and we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. May God bless you as we continue our growth in Jesus Christ, as we continue to read his word, love it, pursue it and live it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
worry and anxiety instead of trusting in God and in God. Does your boy have problems? Yeah. But I live as if I'm not aware. Head high, see me walking around without a care. I am not a fear, even when it is a lot to bear. Cause I'm not alone, see the spirit of my father's here. He will best press those burdens, I can't lift. He will help fight addictions, I can't kick. He prepares brokenness that I can't fix. When I fall, he says, get up, you can't quit. I feel the gears in my mind turning, cause it's hard to describe. But try wording how the Lord provides for me. He's on his job like it's 9 to 5 30. I know I'm serving a loving father, so why should I work? He wipes away every tear when I'm hurting. He's spitting dirt and he wiped away my blind fury. I was his enemy, but now I know that I'm surely forgiven. His blood washes over me when I'm dirty. Nah, nah. What I look like trying to stress out. Nah, I ain't worried. Nah, nah. I trust in the Lord, know he's looking out. Keep my mind stayed on Jesus. I ain't got no worries. No, no, no. I'm living well, boy, in case you can't tell, I'm doing just fine, and you would think I was obsessed the way Christ stay on my mind, I ain't lying, I ain't talking Snoop a little Devon, but I ain't going back and forth for none of y'all, no.